I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. It'll take you up to 10 o'clock here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to here in the next three and a half hours. A crazy division around weekend in the National Football League. We'll get you every angle of that as we move throughout the program. Championship weekend now set in the National Football League. Top of the 7 o'clock hour. We'll give you a full-scale preview. Chiefs and Ravens. Because I'm interested in what Lamar Action Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have in store. Baltimore, local, but not local. We claim them, but we don't claim them. If y'all are going to claim Virginia as a part of the DMV, I'm going to go out and claim Baltimore. So we'll talk about the Ravens and what they were able to accomplish this weekend coming up. But I want to I want to get off the top. I want to start off the top with just telling everybody to take a chill pill. And I went back and forth about how I would come at this opening segment tonight because I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm just a liaison of information. I just... I just tell you people what I think. That's it. It's so difficult for me to scroll through my Twitter timeline and read all of your comments. We said it at the start of this offseason. The hiring cycle for both the general manager and the head coach of the Washington Commanders is the most important hiring cycle probably in the history of this franchise. And it's crazy because Adam Peters was hired when? Last week? It ain't been two weeks yet. I remember the conversation and emotions leading up to his hiring being made official. We were all geeked up. We had the number one general manager candidate on the market, and he chose us. That matters. It shows where this franchise is headed, and it shows what this franchise has the potential to be. Now, the coaching search, the coaching search has gotten a little bit frisky. Is how I would describe it. Because if you remember with Adam Peters, if you all remember, if you listen to Overtime regularly, you know I was banging on the table for Joe Hortiz, the director of college scouting, or the director of pro personnel for the Baltimore Ravens. He was my number one guy, but I always said that with this caveat. No matter who Josh Harris and company decided to hire, I was going to be okay with it. Because I'm thrilled that we're finally going through the process. I'm not talking about the Sixers process where you tank and lose a bunch of games. We're finally doing things like a real NFL franchise. 
There are three entities in an organization that must be on the same page in order for you to have success. Your owner, your general manager, and your head coach. Washington has two of those three boxes checked off right now. But based on some of the conversation and dialogue I'm seeing on Twitter, that's not good enough for you all. And as a 26-year-old fan of this team that hasn't gotten to see prosperity, I will not let anyone rain on my parade in terms of what the next couple of months are going to be, in terms of what's in store for this franchise. Can we please stop bitching about the commander's coaching search? Yeah, I said it. I said it. What the hell is wrong with you people? And I mean everyone from fans to my colleagues even here at the fan. People seriously have the audacity to turn their nose up to a head coach candidate being interviewed? Are you kidding? Talking about how upset they would be about a certain hire? Hush. Shh. We don't want to hear from you anymore. Please. We're finally doing things the right way. And yet folks are still finding things to complain about. During this past calendar year, this last 12 to 18 months, we've seen a transition in ownership. We've landed the top general manager candidate on the market. He's got final say on football matters like a real GM is supposed to. And yet people are still complaining, talking about how upset they'd be if a certain guy is hired. Where do we get off doing that? Who are we? Who are we to question the guy that we were all geeked up to have? So now you're telling me if if Adam Peters and company don't hire Ben Johnson, the world's going to end? You're going to stop rooting for the team? You're going to be upset? Come on. We got, what, six months left to this team reports for training camp? There's so much to dissect and sift through. Getting hung up on the coaching search, putting all your eggs in one candidate's basket does not make sense. And clearly a lot of you, my colleagues included, I might add, clearly did not listen to Adam Peters in his introductory press conference. Because there were a few takeaways from that. The one thing that stood out the most to me is that the most important quality that they're looking for in a head coach ultimately is leadership. That's it, that's all. Leadership. There's not some preference towards the offensive side of the football. There's not some preference toward the defensive side of the football. We need a leader. Someone that can help establish and set the foundation and culture for this thing for years to come. Someone that's going to set what it means to be a commander. Listen to the junkies this morning. We, we heard the report yesterday. I believe it came out during my show. I was on overtime yesterday morning getting ready for Divisional Sunday. And midway through the show, Josina Anderson of CBS Sports comes out and says, her and Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report, basically reporting that Washington had interviewed assistant head coach and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy for the head coaching job. That happened last week in person. It was Adam Peters. It was Josh Harris. And according to the reports, and I don't know what's, whose camp is leaking this stuff out, according to the reports, the interview went swimmingly, went well. Praise was given to EB about how detailed he was during the process. That's 
all things that I love to hear. Yet I had to wake up this morning and listen to Eric Bickle talk about how he would vomit. That's the word. That's what he said he'd do. He would vomit if the Washington Commanders decided to hire Eric Bieniemy. What? What is the issue that we have here locally with Eric Bieniemy? And I feel like I'm in the minority. No pun intended. When I speak about this situation, everyone's all geeked up. Everyone's licking Ben Johnson up and down like a damn ice cream cone. How many championships has Ben Johnson been to? Huh? I'm asking. What young quarterback has Ben Johnson helped develop? Huh? I'm I'm genuinely asking. Like like, Like it's Ben Johnson or nothing. We gotta chill. We gotta chill. The one thing that continues to be said during this process is we're going to leave no stone unturned. We are going to have a thorough but rapid process. That comes from Josh Harris himself, people. Thorough. You know what thorough means? That you're going to leave no stone unturned. There is no candidate, no matter how their season finished, that you're going to just write off. Because that's what I'm seeing now. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn apparently Dan Quinn apparently can't coach anymore because Dallas got bounced in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Sorry that Dan Quinn couldn't rise above the 30-plus years of mediocrity of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. Dan Quinn all of a sudden, not a quality candidate. Go fly a flipping kite. We've been getting operated like a damn third-world country, yet I got to listen to people complain about who the hell's getting interviewed. Come on. We're better than that. Finally, we're doing it right. Yet y'all are still complaining about the process and then making threats about what you do if someone is hired. That, that's what's got me up in arms. And I love Eric Pickles. As much as the next guy, you all know it. Youngest in charge, but I grew up listening to everyone I work with. So it hits home to me when my colleagues say something that rubs me the wrong way. And I'm sure I do it to them too. It's the beautiful thing about this medium that we have. But good Lord, it's fascinating. If you tapped into overtime last week, played just some audio from John Kime, who was kind of giving you the tea leaves about what it is, about what's going to be happening. John Kime said it on his podcast. We played the audio for you last week. That the names he continues to hear, and they're not being listed as finalists, but the names that he continues to hear the most is Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator in Detroit, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the L.A. Rams, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, and Mike McDonald. Play that audio for you right here on the fan. John Kime joined B. Mitch and Finley earlier this afternoon. We will play that audio. Kime, once again, kind of doubling down on what he said on his podcast last week. So look at us being ahead of the game. We were already out in front of this thing. And I tried to warn you all. I tried to preface the episode by saying, look, this is not the time to nag and complain and talk about what you're going to do if a certain guy gets hired. It's ludicrous last week watching people on social media act as if Dan Quinn no longer got the juice like that. Acting as if Dan Quinn isn't singularly responsible for helping Dallas 
turn things around defensively. You remember the Cowboys defense pre-Dan Quinn? For those of you out there complaining, get the hell out of here. We got to be better. And I've said it since this process has started. Yeah, I have a favorite. You all know what it is. Mike McDonald of the Baltimore Ravens. I've said it. During the damn season, I was talking like this. And now everyone's coming back around and, oh, maybe we like Mike McDonald now. Stand on what you say. Been on Mike McDonald. Leader. And is the architect of the defense that has completely stymied the Shanahan offense. Been on Mike McDonald. But look, it's not just because Mike McDonald's a defensive-minded guy. I just think he's the best candidate. But the one thing that I always said is, look, I gave my top five list last week of my top five head coaching candidates. Coming in at number five was Ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. Does that mean if Adam Peters hires Ben Johnson, I'm going to throw a hissy fit? Does that mean if Adam Peters hires Ben Johnson, I'm going to all of a sudden act as if he doesn't know what the hell he's doing? Come on. Trust the process. We're back, baby. Come on. Get on board with me. You all know where I'm coming from with this. And I said it last week, man. It's and I don't get any extra extra motivation or any, you know, any extra gear from being right. Yes, I do. But I told y'all last week who the potential finalists would be. And this process, as we said at the start of this thing, is a long way from being finished potentially. Because an update that we got today, I don't even want to say it's an update, with Mike McDonald and Ben Johnson punching their ticket to the championship game in their respective conferences, because that is the case, Washington cannot conduct a second in-person interview with those candidates until at least the 29th. That information honestly could possibly impact the decision-making of Josh Harris and company. I fully expect both of those guys to be interviewed next week. I don't think we'll get a decision this week. But if we do, okay. They made their mind up. They felt like they didn't want or need to wait for Mike McDonald or Ben Johnson. I say all that to say this, man. Leave no stone unturned with this process. Sit back. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. We're on our way to returning to glory. We're on our way to doing things the right way. And that's all that matters to me. Hell, we can hire Ben Johnson. We can draft the quarterback that you all want. And this group could go 5-13 and 13 next year. What are you all going to say? Fire Adam Peters? We're going to say fire the head coach? Trade the quarterback? I'm the young one. I'm the one that's supposed to be reactionary and off the cuff with it. Patience, people. Patience. That's all I'm asking for from all the fans out there is have patience during the process. And we'll discuss it a little bit later on in the show, about bottom of the 7 o'clock hour. I'm thrilled with all the names that I've seen, but there are a couple of names out there that Washington has yet to interview. I'm like, damn. Why, why haven't they talked to these cats? But I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to throw a hissy fit. I'm not going to waste time complaining about it on air. We're just going to ride with it. 
Go with the flow. And understand that Adam Peters and company hold the keys to the future of this franchise, and I'm on board with it. I'm on board with it. Look at the man's track record. He doesn't fail often. And when he does, he's an excellent guy at cleaning up his crap. Because when you trade up for Trey Lance in the first round, you better hit on Brock Purdy, and they did. I'm all in for Adam Peters. I'm all in for whatever he wants to do. If that's Ben Johnson, who you all know is not at the top of my list, that's fine and dandy. I'll get on board with it, and we'll rock out. But, man, we got to just be grateful, thankful for a second here. Because for the entirety of my lifetime, I was told this wasn't possible. I was told the events that went down and transpired the last 12 to 18 months, growing up, I was always told it was a pipe dream. I'd be better off trying to hit the lottery, trying to be a mega millionaire. No one's going to ruin this for me. I promise you. And I know y'all give me a hard time for speaking with so much passion and conviction about things. I care. This matters to me. I bleed this. Same guy that's saying all that is the same guy that's saying sit back, relax, and enjoy the damn process. Because the next couple of months, we're going to see this thing get built from the bottom up. We're at ground zero right now. The foundation is going to continue to be laid. We're going to get more and more information. We're going to like decisions. We're not going to like decisions. But at the end of the day, leave no stone unturned. Two buzz phrases for this whole, for this whole shebang. Leave no stone unturned. And word to Josh Harris, trust the damn process. Just get rolling, though, here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. You all know how I get down. You can tap in with the show all show long, one of two ways. MGM, National Harbor Listed Lines, wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. And I'm sure you all heard my Twitter enough yesterday with three hours of Rick Doc Walker. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. That's how you tap in with the show. We'll take... Our first time out of the evening when we come back. Championship weekend is set in the National Football League. Chiefs at Ravens. Lions at 49ers. When we come back, I'll tell you what Lamar Jackson proved this weekend en route to clinching his first AFC title berth. That's next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Party just getting started here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Taking you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio. My pal Bart Winkler. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we'll get you completely up to speed with the latest news and notes on the Washington Commanders head coaching search. Plus, we'll let you hear from ESPN's John Kime. He joined B. Mitch and Finley earlier today and gave his two cents about what he thinks is next uh, in this Commanders coaching search. Phone lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tap in on your thoughts with the Washington Commanders coaching search all show long, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We want to recap Division Around Weekend for you and talk about what we have coming up this Sunday, Chiefs at Ravens. My WWE fans out there, I compare Chiefs at Ravens this Sunday kind of like to win Stone Cold in The Rock when head-to-head at WrestleMania 17. Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, clearly the two best quarterbacks in the sport, we have been robbed of a postseason matchup between these two. I got to ask, who is Stone Cold who? and who is oh. The Rock? <laughs> I got to ask. I'm a Stone Cold Mark. You know, that's my favorite wrestler. So I'm going to give Lamar Jackson Stone Cold and The Rock, Pat Mahomes, because that's kind of how it worked, right? Like The Rock's like stardom it. was immediate. He had lineage in, in the WWF. So you, you get where I'm going with this. I want to run through some of these calls, though, because clearly you all have things to say about my opening soliloquy about my colleagues running roughshod, getting all their panties in a wide about who's going to be the next head coach. Dave is in Woodbridge. What's going on, Dave? Hey, buddy. Hey, man, I just want you to know I like the way you bring it, man. I I like your passion, and uh, even though you're young, you got a lot of wisdom on you. So hey, I appreciate it. you, Dave. Hey, so I'm, I feel like we had a missed opportunity with EB. Um, you know, halfway, two-thirds through the season – you know, everybody knew that they weren't going anywhere at that point. Right. I wish they would have let Ron go and gave EB a shot. We we could have seen if this guy could have rallied the troops. You know, we could have seen – we could see how everybody reacted. They had a free opportunity. He was in-house to see if he was the guy. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> – Dave, I hear I'm what you're saying on that. I hear what you're saying on that, Dave. The one thing that I push back with in terms of giving him the interim tag – during the season, we see an Antonio Pierce get hired in Vegas. But normally when guys wear that interim tag, rarely do they transition into the full-time guy. So I feel like with the dumpster fire that he had to deal with here, I don't know if it would have if we would have learned any more about him with him being the head coach. Or did mm-hmm. the new owners see something else yeah. as to why they didn't give him an opportunity? I don't know. I just... He's there. Ron wasn't going to be here any longer. Why not do it? That's that's my feeling. Dave, I appreciate the call as always. I I hear what Dave is saying. I've I've got my own – I don't even want to call it a conspiracy theory because it's it's an informed opinion is how I would put it. Just think about it from this lens. We've talked about this a couple of different times on overtime. When Eric Biennemi took this job, what was the narrative surrounding his name? What can he do? He's got to separate from Andy Reid and company to get that head coaching job. More than qualified already, but that was the last 
box that he had to check, so to speak, for, for folks to feel as if he was worthy of leading his own franchise. Knowing that that was the circumstances that he came to D.C. under, why in the hell would he want to run with Sam Howell as a starting quarterback? I feel like a lot of our criticisms of Eric Bieniemy comes from the way Sam Howell completely faltered down the stretch. Is that on Eric Bieniemy or is that on Sam Howell? Because if you, if you remember, at about week eight or week nine, Sam Howell was the bee's knees, the cat's meow, right? Lead me NFL in passing yards. Uh, lead, lead me NFL in passing touchdowns. Y'all loved him. Eric Bieniemy could do no wrong at that point. But all of a sudden, when Sam Howell starts to play bad and his play regresses, we put it all on Eric Bieniemy. If that's the case, give him some credit for what he was able to do at the beginning of the season with Sam Howell. It just frustrates me to hear, and I understand it, the numbers offensively weren't good. I can't give you the explanation and reason why he refused to run the football. But I can give you my informed opinion. You think Eric Bieniemy was trying to self-sabotage in order to get the real quarterback he wanted under center of the job? Ron admitted this last week when he sat down with John Kahn. One of the biggest mistakes that he made was anointing Sam Howell the starter back in January the way he did. And I sat up here all summer long and said, look, I'm okay. I'm okay with rocking with Sam Howell, but he's got to earn it. He's got to earn it. Who in the hell gives the keys to the franchise to a kid that's got 11 career completions? It never made sense. So think about when Eric Bieniemy took this job, and we joke about it all the time here in the bullpen. They were probably at DC Prime, where the commanders shoot their little shows during the week. Probably some brews flowing. That, that meeting probably lasted no longer than 30 minutes. And if you're Eric, you want the job. So you say, you know what? If Ron, who's a veteran coach in this league, if Ron, in his judgment, says, you know what? We got to rock with Sam Howe. Don't make him compete. Let's see what we got in this kid. Eric was probably like, all right, bro, I'll go with it. But you can't tell me from Eric's perspective, if he was really trying to put himself in the best position to get a job, Sam Howell wouldn't have started as many games as he did. Because it was very apparent once Jacoby Brissett got under center that a lot of the offensive issues that we saw down the stretch were as a result of Sam Howell. The personnel didn't change. The play calling didn't change. It should have changed. Right? And that's that's the thing I, I will continue to say, and I don't have a rebuttal for anyone that wants to call up and say, Linnell, you want Eric Bieniemy to be the head coach, but he wouldn't even run the damn football. I, look, hey, my hands are up, people. You got me. My hand is stuck in the cookie jar with this one. I can't give you a genuine explanation as to why he didn't run the football more. Because I think we all can agree Heading into the 2024 season, Brian Robinson, by far, is your best offensive weapon. That's what I learned this year about Eric Bieniemy's offense. He unlocked B-Rob, but in a way, kind of kept B-Rob locked. It's a fascinating back and forth that we could have on it. But the comments that irked me so much we're from this morning, and, and people are, I listen to some of the callers call in, and I, I just don't get it. 
just looking at the Washington Commanders' current candidates that they've interviewed, Ben Johnson is the consensus top offensive mind out there. If we just stack both of those two gentlemen's resumes next to each other, Ben Johnson and Eric Bieniemy, how are you going to sit there and tell me with a straight damn face that Ben Johnson is more qualified than EB is? Are you kidding me? And we'll play some audio that we've played throughout the summer telling you guys why Eric would be good. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes constantly, unprompted, go to bat for Eric Bieniemy in his leadership. We know what he does from an X's and O's standpoint. You saw the drop-off that Kansas City had offensively. You saw receivers dropping the ball, not playing with great detail. And Pat Mahomes himself got up to the podium and said, yeah, we miss Eric Bieniemy." Leadership is the most important thing in this head coaching process. It's about finding that guy who can strike the balance between knowing who he can pat on the back and knowing who he's got to put the foot up his ass. There's that delicate balance you got to strike. In pro sports, high school, college, the great ones, the great ones understand that. Drew is in Rockville. What's going on, Drew? Hey, hey, what's happening, uh, Linnell? How you doing? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement with you when it comes to EB. And, you know, and, and hopping on the point that you just said, that the, the world champs get on TV and tell us, Come on. hey, we miss this dude. But we're going to sit here <laughs> with, a t- with a team is, that have won nothing in, in, in what, 30 years, uh, <laughs> maybe older. Um, uh, yeah, 30, 30 years because I'm, I'm 44. So I think the last time they won, I may have been 10 years old. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you got the fan base here going 10 going of us that demand a loser because the quarterback that they anointed didn't work out. I mean, like, the way that this fan base is when it comes to EB, a lot of it is is race, mm. and a lot of it is also that you really get to see what a culture of losing does to the mind of a fan base, does to the IQ. Mm. Linnell, this used to be one of the sharpest football um, fan bases. Look, no, look, 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 Drew, no offense to y'all, I can't tell. Goodness gracious. I, I, listen, it used to be sharp. I mean, Washington Redskins fans, they used to be sharp. And what I've, what I've noticed over, over this reign of Dan Snyder is just the, the, the decline in football knowledge. You, <laughs> you see it also, too, with Twitter, um, you know, because that's where it's, it's a, kind it's a, of. It's a cesspool on Twitter, man. Exactly. So with the advent of Twitter, with the advent of being able to talk sports on Twitter, you got a lot more, a lot more silliness is thrown into the pool, you know. Yeah. And so this is what's happening with this fan, with this fan base, is that. And one thing I'm, I'm happy with Peter's being here because this is what's going to happen now, mm-hmm. is Peter's going to is going to draft a lot of guys that many of us that don't watch college sports. Oh, many. Well, I watch college sports, but many of the people who don't watch college sports, they're not going to know nothing about some of these guys. And these guys going to come on this team and be the leaders, be the dominant players on the team. And then a lot of the fan bases that only care about certain names and certain highlights, they're not going to see any of that. And these guys are going to dominate the team, be the leaders. And then this fan base can finally shift back to being intelligent again. That's what we need. And Drew. it's just going to. 
I appreciate the call as always, my brother. I, I Drew hits it right on the head. The draft coming up, I, I care more about the draft than I do the head coach. Because I'm telling you, you miss on that number two pick, you miss on that number two pick, it sets your franchise back. I'm telling you. That's, that's the way it works in pro sports, specifically in the National Football League. It is hard as hell to swing and miss on a quarterback in the top five and then continue to have sustained success. It just doesn't work like that. We'll have our pal J.P. Finley join the show at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. We'll get his thoughts on the Washington Commanders head coaching search and what he's been hearing uh, around the water cooler. When we get back, though, I want to continue to take your calls. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I'll give you a complete update on the Washington Commanders head coaching search. Operation Leave No Stone Unturned. When we get back, I'll tell you what I learned about a couple of candidates during divisional weekend of the playoff. That's next on the fan. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister line. You can tweet at me as well. It's at n e l l underscore btp. Take up to ten o'clock tonight here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. We're talking all things burgundy and gold in the Washington Commanders head coaching search because, based on some of the reaction and commentary that we've seen on Twitter, folks are riled up about some candidates that are receiving second interviews for this job. And I'll preface everything I'm saying with this. Doc Walker dubbed it in July, Operation Return to Glory. During this hiring cycle, Operation Leave No Stone unturned. We can't get upset at any name we hear rumored uh, as interviewing for this job. So I promise I'll get you up to speed here real quick. Eric Bieniemy. this broke yesterday during overtime. Josina Anderson of CBS Sports broke that Eric Bieniemy interviewed for Washington's head coaching job last week. And I don't know who's leaking this, but the interview apparently went swimmingly. He was super detailed, and Josh Harris and Adam Peters were, you know, impressed by Eric Bieniemy. And I want to dispel something here real quick in case some of you all out there are just too ignorant to know the rules. This was not some sham interview, by the way. They didn't interview Eric Bieniemy to fulfill the qualifications of the Rooney Rule. Because if you look at what fulfills the qualifications of the Rooney Rule, you cannot hire a minority candidate or interview a minority candidate that's already in-house. So that doesn't count. That Eric Bieniemy interview is not some sham. They interviewed him because Adam Peters and company, they struck me as a pretty smart damn group. They do. Think about this. Adam Peters' team in the Niners went up against Eric Bieniemy's offense in the Super Bowl. He got to see firsthand just how good Eric Bieniemy is at his job. So let's not act like EB is not qualified for the gig. Another guy that people are acting like isn't qualified for the gig, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. He is set for his second in-person interview with Washington either today or at some point this week. I know uh, the Adam Schefter tweet that I saw said that he's got uh, interviews lined up with Atlanta, Seattle, Washington, and L.A. And those West Coast interviews will happen later in the week, and I believe the East Coast ones will happen earlier in the week. So Dan Quinn is someone that is very involved in this process. He is someone 
that I would not rule out. Because if you do, you probably end up looking like a damn fool. We have no clue who they're going to hire. That's the thing I love about this group. They're secretive. They don't got their, their dirty laundry all out in the streets. It's good. It's good. Leave no stone unturned. I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. So, I said it at the top of the show, because of the success that we've seen from Detroit and Baltimore, we're going to have to wait on the in-person interviews with Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of Detroit, with Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator uh, of Detroit, as well as Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver. Anthony Weaver, the assistant head coach in Moore, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. So this process... This process still has a ways to go. It does. Uptown Don, do you did you grab the audio of Dan Quinn talking about Aaron Glenn? Because I thought the way he gushed about him earlier this morning at the press conference uh, was just phenomenal. I learned a lot this weekend watching the division around of the playoffs. Learned a lot about all the candidates that are up for this job. I'll start with Mike McDonald. And he is my leader in the clubhouse. I, I've said it, you know, since about week 16 in the NFL. Mike McDonald's got it going on. He's got the juice. He understands what it takes to lead men. I say it all the time. We have no real clue as to what type of leaders these guys are. That's an intangible that unless you're in the locker room listening, it's hard for you to really advocate for it. Now, of course, there are people that are going to, you know, tell you things positive about Ben Johnson's leadership that are going to tell you positive things about the leadership of all these guys. But that leadership trait is kind of hard. You don't know if someone's a good leader until you know they're a good leader is the way I'm going to put it, right? You would never know if Ben Johnson was a good leader unless Ben Johnson got the opportunity to lead the room. And I'll say this about Ben Johnson in particular. He's on a coaching staff with a lot of alphas. A lot of alphas. Aaron Glenn, an alpha. Dan Campbell, an alpha. So that wasn't Ben Johnson's role on the Detroit Lions. So how do I know he could do it? Just my two cents on it. Back to Mike McDonald, though. What he did against the Shanahan offense this year, to me, is... Sort of why he's at the top of the list. And if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, who have had the deal with the Niners and the Rams, two teams that run that Shanahan system, Mike McDonald would be at the top of my list. That's what's most important in the NFC West, stopping that Shanahan system. It's important around the National Football League, though. It is a copycat league, and everyone's trying to mimic and have some sort of variation of this Shanahan offense. Mike McDonald completely dominated multiple different variations of that offense this season. And for the folks that are uh, pity-patting back and forth between Mike McDonald and uh, Ben Johnson, uh, did you watch? Did you watch Ravens and Lions earlier this year? What was it, 38-6? to Come on, man. This is how I would describe Ben Johnson. Homie, don't play that. Or excuse me, Mike McDonald. Homie, don't play that. There's a style of football that Baltimore plays defensively. That culture was probably already set before he got there, but the fact that he's able to hold them to that same standard shows why he's a guy, shows why he's a tremendous leader. And I love who he's coached under. 
Both the Harbaugh brothers, two of the best leaders in pro sports, talking about Jim and John. He's worked under both of them. That means something. That means something to me. Now, I know Bobby Slowick, according to Matt Valdez, got thrown in a locker, right, by Mike McDonald and that Ravens scheme on Saturday. But I'll be honest with you. My opinion of Bobby Slowick does not change because of what happened on Saturday. Just like my opinion of Dan Quinn doesn't change based on what happened last week with Dallas. Because when you really look at Ravens and Texans and, you know, why they struggled offensively, it wasn't because of Bobby Slowick. He was still dialing it up. Of the five first-half possessions that Houston had, three of them got into Ravens' territory. They had penalties. They had negative plays. And quite simply, they got into third and long too much. Doesn't mean that Bobby Slowick wasn't still dialing it up. Bobby Slowick, and I've said this all along, if we're looking at an offensive candidate in particular, I'd go Slowick over Johnson because Slowick has shown the ability to develop a young quarterback, whether it's a seventh-rounder in Brock Purdy or a first-rounder in C.J. Stroud. That matters to me. It does. And I've used the analogy before. Ben Johnson, while he was, and I want to give Ben Johnson his flowers for what he did yesterday, the halftime adjustments that Detroit made, because they were stymied in that first half. It was not pretty for them offensively. What they did in that second half, though, mwah, chef's kiss. That matters to me, that he can go in the locker room and make adjustments on the fly and get his guys to work. But my one caveat, my one question about Ben Johnson, and I guess you could say the same about Slowick. Can he do it without premier talent on offense? And I'm not holding it against him. I'm just asking the question. Because it's easy to call plays when you got veteran, former number one overall pick Jared Goff under center for you. There's a trust level that exists there. The running game is so important for Ben Johnson and company. That's why I think they'll beat the 49ers coming up. Shh. A little bit of a tease for you. But. That running game is possible. That running game, yeah, the scheme is good. But, man, they have a top three offensive line in football. That won't be the case if he's hired here in Washington. So my one knock on Ben Johnson is can he do it? Can he make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what? That's what I've yet to learn from him at this point. It is what it is. Now, Aaron Glenn, to me, Based on what we've seen the past two weeks out of this Detroit defense, he's not in my top five because my top five is fluid, people. But I wouldn't be mad at Aaron Glenn getting the job. Are you kidding? The way his plans attacked offenses while not necessarily exposing the weaknesses of his own defense was out of this world. They're doing different things schematically, playing three safeties. Greg Olson and the company did a phenomenal job highlighting that yesterday during the broadcast. Huh, that three-safety look is something Ron Rivera tried to do here in D.C. So you see how it's a copycat league and how you want to have more speed or as much speed on the field as possible. You saw Aaron Glenn make that adjustment. And this is my thing with A.G. Look at Detroit's defense. Outside of Aiden Hutchinson, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and... um. Why am I blanking? Aiden Hutchinson, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and Brian Branch, their first rounder. Those are probably the three most talented dudes on that defense. You think Cam Sutton's a good cornerback? Probably not. You think 
Obi Melifonwu was some household name? Probably not. The fact that he's getting the most out of this defense is super impressive to me because there aren't a bunch of household names, but he gets them to play hard. He gets the most out of his talent. Players love him. We talked about that NFLPA survey earlier in the year. It's about a month, a month and a half ago, where the players ranked each coordinator across the National Football League. A players-only list, the most popular defensive coordinator amongst the players was Aaron Glenn. That means something to me. Ben Johnson didn't even make the top five list of offensive guys. If we're just doing an apples-to-apples comparison here, I want to go back to the phones. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Is there a candidate that if Washington hired him, it'd make you upset? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Merrill out in Hyattsville. What's going on? Merrill. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Uh, I, I, I love your show. Appreciate you, buddy. I, I am all in on Eric Bieniemy for the following reasons. I know if you call him a Mazda 3, his car is running too hot most of the time. <laughs> but I would tell you, I believe the guy is a motivator. What they're looking for there is a guy, what we've seen with this team, including Jay Gruden, mm-hmm. nice man, not a motivator. Ron Rivera, nice man, uh, not apparent evidence of a real player motivator. Eric Bandemi is a motivator. So what I would really like to see is for this guy to get the chance that he's never been given because I believe he's earned it. I wasn't real happy with the first few games of the season when Howell was getting killed on these sacks and these pressures. Uh, that they didn't move him back further from the line of scrimmage. But but but, but he did adapt. I thought it took him too long to do that. But I I, I, I believe I, I'm a, I, I, he 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 would be my favorite. He's somebody who's been with the team, knows the team, yep. knows who's performing, who's not performing. And what I would call him is David Tomlin on steroids. But I would take him <laughs> in a New York minute. I would take him in a New York minute. And the only other thing mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I would say to you, I don't want to tie up too much of your time. Very good. Get the job to be enemy, and he immediately hires Wink Martindale to come in and run the defense. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some personalities on the coaching staff, Merrill? Well, I appreciate the call, buddy. Could you imagine how competitive training camp practices would be with Wink Martindale and Eric Bieniemy's bunch going head-to-head? Fireworks, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony is out in D.C. What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Listen to you all the time. I hey, appreciate uh, time. you. How you doing today, man? Good. Yes, sir. So I, w- I would be, uh, I wouldn't be upset. All the all the candidates are decent, mm-hmm. but I I personally think Coach Bieniemy is the is the top guy for the job. I mean, yeah, there's certain things he could have changed a little bit, run a little bit more, but he did cater the offense to Sam Howell. Sam Howell just didn't. It's a backup. He's a fifth-round guy. He's a backup. That's what he is. It, it, it is what it is. Because when Brissett came in, the same players, same – McLaurin automatically got open all of a sudden when when Brissett came in. You get what I'm saying? I hear you. And he's got two Super Bowl rings. Like, come on, man. People are like, oh, he didn't call plays. 
you could say that about all of, all OCs that played on um that coached under Andy Reid. Look, look, Ben Johnson on- called last year was Ben Johnson's first time calling plays ever. So, come on. Oh, uh, what's thing? Oh, uh, yeah, right. So the enemy, he was on the coaching staff that won two Super Bowls. So, and uh, what's his name? Did you said that? Um, what's his name? Um, Pat Mahomes literally said it on a podium. Literally, that we missed the enemy. Yes. So obviously, he must have been doing something to win those two Super Bowls. It's frustrating, Anthony. It's it's a tough situation. We'll, we'll continue to sift through it as the show rolls on here. And I appreciate all your calls, Lou, Chris, Alvin. If you're still on the line when we get back, we'll take your calls. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. Is there a head coaching candidate that if Washington hires him, it'll make you vomit? Like old Eric Bickle? We'll take your calls on that next. This is the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. This is Overtime on 1067 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before handing things over to CBS Sports Radio. 
want to go back out to the phones, though. Question is pretty simple. I'll answer before we get back to your calls. If you heard Grant and Danny today, you heard my boy Grant Paulson, GP, one of the smartest football minds that I know, beating his head against the wall at the prospect of Washington hiring former Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to be the next head coach. This morning on the Sports Junkies, Eric Bickle was adamant about how if the real EB got hired as the head coach of the Commanders, he would lose his mind. Love you, EB. But no, look, if you heard my opening soliloquy at the top of the show, since when did we get so bougie? This franchise has been run like a damn third world country over the past 25, 26 years. And the fact that we finally got competent ownership and we finally got a competent talent evaluator, whatever the hell did they decide to do, you're not going to see me turn my nose up at it and complain. You got to trust the process, man. They're smarter than all of us. They know what the hell that they're doing. So if Adam Peters and company decide that it's worth giving Dan Quinn a second interview, they got my blessing, and they should have all of yours. But the question for you all out on the phones, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Is there a head coach candidate that if Washington hired them, it'd make you upset? Is there a head coach candidate out there that if Washington said, you know what, yeah, we're hiring Dan Quinn, we're hiring Aaron Glenn. Is there a name that would get you wanting to vomit like Eric Bickle if EB is hired? Is there a name that gets you to want to bang your head against the wall like Grant Paulson if Dan Quinn gets hired? Let's go to my man Lou. Out in D.C. What's going on, Lou? What's going on, Big L, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? <laughs> you talking about that's going to make me vomit? I think if Ben Johnson get hired, it's going to make me vomit. Because really? Because I hear this name so much. It's to a point, this guy don't even got no credential. Like, But we, <laughs> we act like we won like seven titles in here for like the last 10 years. So, we got EB in the building, but we just going to act like he ain't nobody. We just going to kick the door on him and look for that new guy, the new toy, with no nothing. Like, this guy don't have any resume, but yeah. he just have happened to be working with and they just happened to be winning this season. Beside that, what this, what Ben Johnson, I, I don't get it, man. They, Our fans, man, like the previous caller said, man, they, I mean, they, we got to be smarter than this, We got man. to. We got we get, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy to me. Uh, I, 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 as far as, you know, the, 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 you know I, I don't mind, like, the guy in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that guy. You know, you can match. You can, like, I just want the opportunity to be fair. Like, right. don't try to make it look like a black and white situation right now. The guy from the Junkies, I, I don't know what his – I don't know what his problem is. Like, I mean, come on, man. I, I, you know me. I keep it real. I hear you. You know how I go about EB. I feel no. Look, Lou, I give you your credit. Seven days out of the week, man, you've been pounding on the table for EB since he got hired as the coordinator. So I know where you stand, brother. I appreciate the call. Look, I think Lou brings up an interesting point that I don't think is discussed enough. If we're going to be all hot and bothered over Ben Johnson, man, Eric Bieniemy's resume is way better than Ben Johnson. And I'm not even trying to speak in hyperbole when I say that. 
The one thing I say about Eric Bieniemy that I cannot justify, that I cannot defend, I don't know why the hell he wouldn't run the ball earlier in the year. I don't know why he was dropping Sam Howe back so many times. Now, I have my informed opinion as to why I think that was the case. I think he was trying to show Ron Rivera, hey, look, bro, this kid ain't it. Because I keep going back to this offseason. You even go back to the end of the season where Jacoby was supposed to start against San Francisco. He got to speak to the media like the starting quarterback does. The first thing that Jacoby Brissett said, the first thing that came out of his mouth when he got the chance to speak to the media is that I thought I'd get to compete for the starting quarterback job. Read between the lines, ladies and gentlemen. Jacoby Brissett's telling you he thought he was going to get to compete. Ron Rivera reneging on his decision to go with Sam Howe. It is an S show. It was in Washington. It's organizational malpractice, as I said in August, to hand over the keys to the franchise to a kid with 11 career completions. The one knock that Eric Bieniemy has gotten that is fair, that I cannot really justify, is why he wasn't running the damn football. I can't argue with nobody on that. But you can't tell me that based off of Sam Howell faltering down the stretch, that all of a sudden, Eric Bieniemy's not a quality head coach candidate. Don't fly a kite. Can't sit up there and tell me that. If that's the case, if we're, if we're judging things in a vacuum like that, then Mike McDonald is a way better head coaching candidate than Ben Johnson. Because guess what? Mike McDonald's Ravens wiped the damn floor with Ben Johnson's Lions. 38-6. to Wasn't even competitive. Eric Bieniemy's been to five straight damn AFC championships, yet I got to listen to people question his football intelligence. I got to sit and listen to people question his football acumen and how good he is at the damn job. A damn break. Mike is in Camp Springs. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm pissed off. You can't tell? Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, I hear it. You you get me hyped for Eric Bieniemy. I wasn't even on his train, but I'm going to tell you, who would make me want to jump off the bridge if they hired him (laughs) would be Dan would be Dan Quinn. Okay. Give me your reason. I'm, like, it will be I'm trying North to hear you Turner, out. North Turner 2.0. Don't hire any Cowboy coaches because they're not really <laughs> here to win for us. And I'm telling you, I always knew that North was a secret plant. Just do enough because the, the previous owner, he's going to keep you around if you do enough. That's when we started to get to be all about mediocrity. North Turner, and it, got the, it ain't got better since then. I'm telling you, Dan Quinn will be North Turner 2.0. I appreciate the call as always, my brother. Uptown Down, we got some breaking news on the head coaching search in the National Football League. People are going to laugh when I say this. The top offensive head coaching mind on the market has been hired in Tennessee by the Titans. This is according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. The Tennessee Titans are going to hire Brian Callahan, former Bengals offensive coordinator, to be their next head coach. And I got to say, Amy Adams, Strunk, I was on your case when you fired Mike Vrabel for no reason. But I'm going to give you your credit where your credit's due. That is a A-plus hire. I think he was always a better candidate than Ben Johnson, yet Ben Johnson gets licked up and down like a damn ice cream cone. Brian Callahan knows that Shanahan system. 
Brian Callahan worked directly with Joe Burrow and helped his growth and development. And uh, did you guys peep Jake Browning at season's end? Kept that offense afloat despite a multitude of adverse situations. So breaking news, Tennessee Titans going with former Bengals OC Brian Callahan as their next head coach. Disco out Laurel. What's going on, Disco? What up, Linnell? What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Hey, man, listen. Um, I do also think that's a good hire. You know, I'm going to I, I'm gonna also say I think Dan Quinn would give me a little pause, but I'm with you, man. I'm going to trust the process. But here's another thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell me what you think about this, Linnell. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in this, okay, what's the newest flavor of the month? Everybody wants their tall, thin, strapping, wear skinny sweats, <laughs> you know, right. handsome coach, you know, and, and that and we've been burned like that, burned with that in the past. And I know, you know, people say, well, you know, leader, Ron said he was a leader of men. That didn't start with, that phrase didn't start and it will not end with Ron Revere. I'm going to trust the process. I want somebody who's going to come in here. Of course, you will, everybody's looking for the next offensive guy that's going to, and that's great, and I would not hate on a Ben Johnson, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I want the best coach for the organization, and do not sleep, do not sleep on Raheem Morris. I don't know why people feel like coaches can't have second chances, exactly. but but I'm with you on Raheem. I'm, I would, I, I would, I'm, he's moving up my ladder, uh, um, Linnell. Thanks, man. I appreciate the call as always, Disco. Yeah, look, <clears throat> and I said this at the start of the process, Adam P, I got to stop Taking credit from Big AP himself, by the way. That's what I'm calling Adam Peters, y'all. Big AP. Strong arm AP. He told us at his opening press conference, hey, all of y'all geeked up about an offensive mind or a defensive mind. The hell with that. That doesn't matter to me. I need the best leader of men. And Disco brought up Raheem Morris. He's somebody that I really get excited about. I do. Because it is rare that you see executives from other organizations across the National Football League go to bat for a head coach candidate the way that we've seen executives go to bat for Raheem Morris. And I give credit to to Grant Paulson, Chris Russell, all of your favorite pundits on 980 and 106.7. I think there's an understanding within this building, at least, that Raheem Morris is a superstar. If you follow me on Twitter, it's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. I'm calling him Rockstar Ra. If he gets hired here, he got a nickname from your boy already. Rockstar Ra. We had Jalen Ramsey, all-pro corner, come out last week and say, man, there may be tampering issues whenever Raheem Morris gets his job because everyone in the National Football League is going to want to play for his ass. That says something about who you are. Yet for some reason, his name not getting a whole lot of buzz when it comes to this hiring cycle, for Washington at least. It's been a lot of Ben Johnson, a lot of Mike McDonald, two very, very qualified candidates. I'm not taking anything away from Ben or Mike McDonald. We got to put some respect on Raheem Morris, man. And I think Disco made a phenomenal point, right? We can't be scared of retreads. Life don't work like that. There are retread coaches that have won Super Bowl. Pete Carroll was a retread coach. That stopped the Seahawks from hiring him. Bill Belichick was a retread. Doug Peterson is a retread. Come on, y'all. As someone who's been through an immense amount of adversity in their life, you got to go through some blank to get through some blank. That's how I would put it. Andy Reid. I mean, come on. Adversity 
I, I love people that have gone through athletic adversity. When we get to talk about the quarterback position, as we get ready for the draft, Bo Nix is someone that I love because he's went through athletic adversity in his life. Let's go to CJ out in D.C. What's going on, CJ? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not on the Ben Johnson train either, man. I mean, I, I'm so happy that we have a new regime and you know, in the organization, that now we can finally get away from the the the, the lazy scouting. Yep. You know, allowing the national media to tell us who we should and who we shouldn't like. I want the detailed front office to pick the next guy. I'm on board with whomever, <laughs> whomever they pick. I'm not biting on, on the on the on the Ben Johnson train at all. I like Mike McDonald because of his, you know, the organization number one that he comes to. Mm-hmm. I'm big on winners. Of you course. know what I mean? I'm big on what have you done. And I don't look, care. And look, CJ, that's and, why we all loved Adam yeah. Peters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean the thing is is that man, when you when you're evaluating someone, you want to bring bring them in and say, Look what they have done. See, when I see Ben Johnson, I see what Dan Campbell does. He, he's, the, he's the engine for that machine. So I want a guy that can come in and get us moving. I don't give a damn if it's, if it's a, a, the most qualified O-line coach. I want hey. the best guy that's going to that's gonna pull us together. 100%. You know? So, you know, so that, that's where I'm at with him, man. And I want – I'm sorry, I'm sad one more point. Mm-hmm. I just want us to get to the get to the point where we're doing things the Washington way and not having – you know, a coach or, you know, a, a holdover to say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do, no, we're going to do it the Washington way. And this is the way it's going to be. So whether you're here, whether you're not, we get players that fit that mold. And that's just, that's what I want to work towards. So that's hey, where I'm at. Look, CJ, I appreciate the call. I hear you hundred percent. CJ sounds like a lot of us leave no stone unturned and trust the damn process. Whoever they hire as the next head coach, whoever they draft as the next quarterback, I'm going to be on board because I'm just grateful to not have our organization be run like a damn third-world country for the first time in my existence. We got a GM, we got a head coach, and an owner that are all going to be in alignment. That's enough for me. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, top of the 8 o'clock hour, as promised, we'll let you hear from ESPN's John Kime. He joined B. Mitch and Finley earlier today and gave his piece on the update within the Washington Commanders coaching search. That's next here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.